I'll let you stay seated there. But Luke chapter 14 and verse number 16, it says this. Uh, then said he unto him, a certain man made a great supper and bade many. And sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I, I bought a piece of ground and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee have me excused. And another said, I've bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I, I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I've, I've married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. Verse 21. Yeah, silence here, okay. So that servant came. I wasn't going to say anything, okay. Uh, so that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house became angry uh, and said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, Bring in hither the poor, the maimed, the halt, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said to the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. Let's have a word of prayer, and we'll get started this evening. Let's pray. Father, I'm so thankful for this time, Lord, where we can study your word. I'm thankful for each and every one of these uh, people that have chosen on a Sunday evening uh, to be here in church, God, where we can take a truth, a simple truth, God, I believe, but Lord, one that has convicted me and one that I hope will just be an encouragement and really a challenge to the people here at Grandview tonight. Lord, I'm thankful for them. I pray that you bless our time together as we study your word. We love you. Amen. We're going to look at this very quickly. Really, the, the sermon we're going to look at here is two parts, and I'll, and I'll kind of explain this. But Jesus is telling the story. He's telling this parable. Now, if you're familiar uh, with a parable, a parable is, a, is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. And so he, he's giving this illustration. Uh, he's giving this parable. And to us, when we, when we look at this, when I look at this, when maybe I read it for the first time, I thought, okay, uh, this may, I mean, was it rude for these people not to come to, the, you know, to this man's supper? Yeah. But if you keep reading, this master is angry. Man, if you look at Matthew's, Matthew telling his parable, the master is extremely angry. And I was thinking, man, why was it such a big deal? Well, if you look at the culture uh, of the time and what would have happened uh, during that time, there was actually two different invitations that would be sent. Uh, your first invitation would be like, I don't know if it would be totally comparison, but it would be like your RSVP today. Okay, it was this, uh, I will accept, I will be there, I'm giving you my word, when, whenever this event is... We'll be ready and we'll attend. And so if you gave that first invitation, it was like your stamp of approval. It was you kind of writing your name on the line saying, hey, I'll be there. And what that second invitation was, and this is cool to me, it was this. It was the food is hot. The food is ready. The table's, hey, the table's set. Everything's ready to go. You can come. If you look at the story, you say, well, of course, you know, he invited them and they were busy. What's the big deal? no. The big deal is this. They'd already said yes. They'd already said, hey, I'm going to be there. I'll, I'll, I'll help you out. I'll, I'll, my attendance will be there. But yet, they made an excuse. If you look at why Jesus was teaching this, it's, it's interesting to me. Really, Jesus is trying to teach this to the Jewish people. And the picture of it was this. Uh, the Jewish people had accepted, if you think about it, they'd accepted the first invitation. Uh, the first invitation was this, to be God's people. They had accepted that as Israelites, as the, as the nation of Israel, they were, the, they were God's chosen people. But what we see here and what Jesus is trying to show them in this story is this. When the time came, man, when the Father had everything set, 
when the food was ready, when the meal was ready to go, when everything had been done for them, all they had to do was show up. Jesus was trying to tell them, you didn't do it. The master had done everything to prepare all that you needed to do was accept the invitation, come. But, as we see here, there in, in the verse it says, they all began to make an excuse. And so really we're going to talk about a few things. Like I said, I'm going to, we're going to look at one part of the story and then at the very end we'll look at just kind of a different thought. We're going to look at this idea of this, rejecting God's invitation. But really more than that is getting rid of excuses. I don't know about you, uh, you know, going out and uh, maybe inviting people to church, maybe going out and handing out an invitation. It is amazing to me the excuses uh, that people will come up with. I, like I said, I teach junior high. It's awesome. Listen, I, you know, as a teacher, you, you, I have students in here, so I have to be careful, okay? Uh, as a teacher, you know, you have to be, a, uh, you got to walk the line, you know, sit up, shut up, and pay attention, okay? Uh, but man, sometimes as a teacher, you know, I ask them, hey, you know, did you do your homework, you know? And I, I, I am I frustrated they didn't do their homework? Uh, yes, of course, okay? But in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I'm about to get a dandy no excuse here, you know? Well, Brother Derek, give it to me, okay? I've heard them all at this point, you know? Uh, man. Excuses, man. I, you, and if you name it, I've probably heard it. And I'll, and I'll tell this, and I've told my classes. I said, listen, if you forget, if you're in my Bible class, we have a verse quiz every single Wednesday. I tell them on the first Wednesday of school, listen, every single Wednesday from now until the end of school, you have a verse quiz. Guess what shouldn't surprise you when we have a verse quiz on Wednesdays? And man, I remember that, you know, you'll get a quiz in on Wednesday, and I'll look at the grade and think, oh, man, what happened? I'll call them up. Hey, what happened? Well, you know, I forgot. What did I tell you on the first day of school, you know? Uh, and excuse, sometimes, and I'll tell them this, I'll respect you more if you just say, Brother Derek, I don't have an excuse. You know, I, it's my fault. It won't happen again. Listen, we are very good at making ex- excuses. I remember even in sports, uh, I, I'm able to coach basketball here at the junior high a little bit. Uh, even playing growing up, there were so many times where, you know, I did not want to be around a teammate. And I hoped I wasn't the teammate that when something went wrong, man, when our team was supposed, maybe we were supposed to go out and compete. Maybe, maybe if, if we weren't even maybe going to win, but we thought we could be right there with them and, and we didn't do it. I just hated hearing an excuse. Well, you know, they were, they were taller than us. I hate, I hate that job. Man, oh, well, man, they, they were just, they were just, they could shoot better than we could. When, I mean, growing up, I did not like hearing excuses. And as we look at, these, at this story, all three of these people who had accepted the first invitation, the second invitation comes, and we see here they have an excuse. Now we're going to look at this very quickly. All of these things they give are not sinful things. I think it's very interesting. The reasons that they give to not come to the supper, it's not like they're like, oh, you know, I'm going to go out and, and do this, this wicked thing. No. All of them they give, they honestly make sense. It may, it, it, you could kind of put yourself in their shoes and say, yeah, I mean, I can understand how that could take me away. But we're going to look at some things here. What happens when you put these, when you reject God's invitation and make an excuse instead of accepting him. We see first off, the first man rejected the invitation because of his pursuit of riches. It says there in verse number 18, And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs to go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. I don't know if you've ever been there. Uh, you know, 
uh, handing out an invitation to church, or maybe it's been us. As we look at these things, I, I want it to be a little bit uh, intrinsic. I want us to kind of self-evaluate here. Number one, you know, this shouldn't be. This should be. Uh, this should not be an excuse for us to make to you know to go out into our world. But as a Christian, these are things that if we're not careful, these can be excuses for us of rejecting the master's invitation. Uh, now, for an unsaved person, that, that first invitation we know is salvation. And, and these are excuses that even unsaved people would use to turn down the invitation of God. May it not be for us as Christians as well. You know, how many times do we see people that are so busy chasing over riches and worldly possessions that they miss out on the invitation of a lifetime, the invitation of Jesus? Listen, it is very easy. Uh, we've, you've heard the statement, it's not bad for us to have things as long as things don't have us. But it is very easy to get distracted uh, by the riches of this world. And if we're not careful, the riches of this world will become that excuse. The servant comes to this, this person and says, hey, uh, you've said yes. Everything is ready. Everything's prepared. Come on. Oh, well, I'm sorry. You know, I have this land. It's a really great business opportunity. Hey, let me tell you, this land is, is great. It has a lot of potential. I really think if I kind of play my cards right, it could end up being very valuable to me in the long run. Tell your master, uh, I'm sorry, but just can't make it this time. Listen, that, let us never be a Christian who makes the excuse of the pursuit of riches. We see secondly, and I'll go through these very quickly. Secondly, the second man rejected the invitation because of his responsibilities. In verse number 19, it says, And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. You know, many people reject the invitation of Christ because of their responsibilities. Now, again, I, I don't want to say, uh, you know, responsibilities are not a bad thing. None of these things are wicked. But when it becomes, when, it, when it's something that comes in between us, and the, and the invitation, the, the, the challenge that Christ is giving to come, it can become a very dangerous thing. This man says, hey, I, I bought these animals. And you know what? I've got to go prove them. I've got to go make sure that they come into my... I'm responsible for them. I've got to go make sure that they are mine. The, second, the first man says, I can't do it. I, I'm busy pursuing riches. The second man says, I, I can't do it. I'm, I, I have all these different responsibilities. And listen, we know people, and unfortunately I know people that maybe are in the same boat as well, where they say, you know what, I'm sorry, I'm just busy with the responsibilities of life. Hey, you know what, I know that I should, uh, you know, I know that I should be at church, I know that I should be serving God, I know that you really fill in the blank, but I just can't right now. You know, I, this guy said he bought some oxen, you know what, we just, we just got a house and I'm sorry, but... You know, my responsibilities, I, I'm not able to be there. You know what? Uh, you know, we just were able to do whatever it is, and I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to make an excuse. We see that the second man rejected the invitation because of his responsibilities. The third man, as we see here, rejected the invitation because of his relationships. In verse number 20, it says this, And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. Okay, relationships can be a huge stumbling block. Uh, listen, and, and, and Brother TJ and myself will, will say this with the teens and everything. Why is it so important as a young person? Who are you placing yourselves around? Who are you spending time with? One day, you know, as you get older, who are you going to date? 
Who are you going to marry? It's an amazing thing that the, the people that you choose to put yourself around, we know this, will have a direct influence on your, uh, on your accepting of the master's invitation. Of you doing the things that God wants you to do. So what relationships in our life is hindering us from answering the master's invitation? Again, it's twofold. Really, the, as an unsaved person, the master is in, inviting them to salvation. He's, he's inviting them to come to the supper and accept Christ. But as a Christian, it's easy to look at this and say, man, those guys, how awful is that? Man, I can't believe that they would make excuses. I'm really good. Once again, I'm really good at making fun of other people's excuses. Until someone asks me, and the first thing that comes out of my mouth is what? An excuse. And as a Christian, when God calls us, when God calls me, man, when when God calls you and says, hey, I'm inviting you to do this. Hey, look, I'm inviting you to take this next step. You say, Brother Derek, what next step? I don't know. But whatever it is for you, and God says this, I'm inviting you. Hey, I, you, you said you were going to follow me. That's the first invitation. Listen, I've prepared everything up to this point. The food is ready. The table is set. The lights are on. The music is playing. Would you accept the invitation? How sad would it be as Christians to say, you know what? I'm sorry. You know, I, I have this responsibility. Is the responsibility bad? No. But it can't, be, it can't come between. Oh, well, I'm sorry. You know, I, I just got this. I just got this raise. God, next time. Hey, next time you have that banquet, I'll be there. Next time, I'll be ready to go. Or is it, hey, you know, I, I have this person and I have this friend. I have this, this person that I just don't know how they would react if I chose to accept the master's invitation. My favorite part of the story, and again, a lot of that is just kind of introduction My favorite part of the story is this. If you skip down, look at verse number 21. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Can you imagine? And when I was looking at the story, this is kind of where I put myself at. Can you imagine being a servant? Who's worked hard for that supper to get ready? Probably the servant. Man, who's carried the tables? Probably the servant. Man, if you're a grandpa very long, we understand this. We are moving chairs and tables all the time, okay? Banquets, chairs, tables, everywhere, okay? I understand. This servant's probably thinking, I worked so stinking hard to make this banquet ready. And I go to these people who I, I heard with my own ears. They said yes before. And I go to tell them it's ready. And they said no. Listen, this is just this kind of a, of a side application here. But I, I relate with the servant pretty well. I can see the servant being frustrated. I can see the servant saying, what is going on? Hey, don't invite them again. Hey, let's, uh, let's just cancel this thing. This is stupid. I can't believe we did all this. And, and they're just rejecting everything. But I love what the master's response is. It's in verse number 21. It says, then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor, the maimed, the halt, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, yet there is room. The Lord said, we know the verse, go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. This, I love, this, I love the, this truth. What happened here? It didn't matter if those people chose to reject or make excuses. Can I just say this? The, ma- the master did not cancel the banquet. Listen, as, as I studied that, that was encouraging to me. Man, because you know what? I've been that Christian who maybe you're trying to invite people. I feel like maybe I can put myself in the servant's shoes and people are rejecting. Can I just say as a Christian, it should be encouraging to us 
That does, that does not give us an excuse to stop inviting people. It doesn't. Just because of other people's rejection, people are going to make excuses. I pray that it's not us. I pray that we don't have excuses as these three guys did. But listen, even if people make excuses, it does not give us an excuse to say, well, don't make that our excuse. Hey, they didn't listen, so I'm done. The master says this, hey, if they're not going to listen, that's fine. Go get everybody. Hey, go get anybody that wants it. I don't, I don't care, man, if they got a first invitation or not. Just bring them on in. And as a servant, the servant's job was this, just to go. I love this. The servant's job, job was not to decide who to invite or who not to invite. His job was to obey the master's command. Could the servant, hey, could the servant determine who was going to come and who was going to leave? No. Guess what job he had? Invite. Could he determine their response? No. Were people going to make excuses? Probably. But guess what? Servant, I, the servant comes into this meeting p- feeling pretty, uh, pretty frustrated. I can play, put myself there. But guess what? The servant leaves this meeting. I don't know about you. He's feeling great. He said, hey, you know what? The master said, I got one job. Hey, you want to come? What you got? Dude, we got good food. Really? Come on. I'll come. Okay. Hey, uh, you want to come? What you got? Hey, well, you know, we, we've got a few different things. You want, you want to come over? Sure. All right, man, come on. Listen, you want to come? Nah, I'm not interested. It's all good. Pass. You don't know what you're missing out on. Okay. He goes to the next person. His job wasn't to determine who, what. It was just this. Just invite everybody. Just because the servant was rejected, it did not mean that he could quit. Hey, man, that's encouraging to me. So many times we feel like, hey, we're the servant. And, and Jesus even teaches on this. Listen, don't, don't get frustrated when people reject you. They're not, they're not rejecting you. They're they're rejecting me. The servant, the servant shouldn't have felt responsible if, if he was doing his job and people said, hey, they're rejecting the master. And again, if we look at the picture of this, it was this. The Jews were saying, hey, we accepted the first step. We're God's people. But the second step, the Messiah is here. Jesus has done everything. We're rejecting it. And we know this. The master is God saying, hey, if you aren't going to listen to it, guess what? I'm going to go to everybody else and see if they're interested. As a Christian, that we shouldn't be frustrated. We shouldn't be discouraged. There are so many times where we, we even get to the point where we don't want to invite anymore. We've been so torn down by people's maybe rejection. We've been so discouraged by people making excuses that we even think to our minds, why? What? Why am I even doing what I'm doing? But we see here his job was to obey the master's command. As we saw in the verse, he does the job. And yet there's still more room. Guess what the master says? Go back on out there and keep going. His job was this, to fill the master's house. Can I just say this? That is our job as a Christian today. Man, it was was encouraging uh, every single week to to go out, invite. I'm able to run a bus route in Canby. Uh, There are definitely some highs. There are definitely some lows. But can I just tell you this? It's encouraging that I have the opportunity to go out and invite. Will people make excuses? Yes. Well, people reject, yes, but guess what? I have to remind myself, as a servant, I don't got to make the big decisions, okay? I got the easy ones. Y'all come, okay? Uh, so a few things. As a Christian, we should always be looking to invite people to Christ. This does not mean that everyone that we invite will accept Christ's invitation. This does not give us an excuse to stop inviting. We need to continue inviting people and and I love the word there, and I didn't, I didn't talk about it a lot. That word, compel them to come in. I love what Pastor Mutchler has said many, many times is this. When we're out inviting, we are always looking for someone 
who is looking. We have to remember when someone rejects the invitation, they're not rejecting us, they're rejecting Christ. Number three, outward appearances or financial status does not matter. Anyone can accept the invitation of Christ. As I read this story, it always makes me chuckle. Uh, you know, he says, go out into the highways and the hedges. Okay, I don't know what kind of people were in the highways and hedges. Okay, I, I don't know what kinds of people. I always think, I don't, you know, as a kid, you're like, oh, that's a hedge person. Okay, is that a highway person? I've seen a lot of highway people. Okay, uh, I don't know what the hedge people look like, but I know what the highway people look like. Okay, uh, it didn't matter what they looked like. It didn't matter about anything. The only job the servant had was, hey, you guys come to supper. Come to the master's table. He's, he's inviting everyone. Uh, number four, the Lord, just like the master, wants his house to be filled. And it is our job to fill it. I, and, and, I'll, and I'll end with this. And again, hopefully practical, very, very, not, not a super long message tonight. But man, I was, I was kind of thinking about this truth of making excuses, of not making excuses, but regardless as a servant going out and doing what God has commanded, I had this thought, and I wrote it down, at the end of the feast, can you imagine? And again, I, I tell my classes this in Bible, I always try to picture the Bible. I mean, I try to picture the things that are going on. You could, I can imagine at the end of the feast, man, there's plates everywhere. You know, people are sitting back. You know what I'm talking about. You know, the I'm full sitting back, like, oh, I just ate too much, okay? Uh, it's good. There's fellowship. There's people. There's hedge people talking with highway people. There's highway people talking with hedge people. It's great, you know? Uh, and can you imagine the servant? I think about this. The frustrated servant. Was he frustrated anymore? Was that servant discouraged anymore? No. The servant was not discouraged because of his earlier rejection. No. He was rejoicing because of those that chose to come and be a part of the master's feast. It is, it is easy, and I, I firmly believe this. It's a tool Satan uses for us to get our eyes off of the people that are doing the right thing and look at the people that are not. Man, it's so easy to discourage and say, well, look at all these people that are doing wrong. And guess what? There are people that are doing wrong, you know? Uh, look at all these people that are wicked. And guess what? There are people that are wicked, and listen, we should go out there. But as at the end of the story, man, I just I can't help but think that servant looks at it and says, hey, Either way, guess what? We ended with the full house. Hey, the master's table, everyone was here. Was it who we originally thought? No. But guess what? How cool is that? How cool is it? And how he's able to rejoice because of those that came to be a part of the master's feast. As a Christian, this is good. If we're faithful to compel others towards Christ at the end of our lives, we too can look back at many who have chosen to feast at the master's table. Wow, what, what an example. And really, there's so many examples we could give here. But what a, what, what a cool thought that at the end of a life, I don't think this, as a Christian who has obeyed the master's call, I don't believe this, and I don't believe this because I feel like I've seen, I've seen this lived out in many people's lives, many who are in this room, who towards the end of a life would look back and say this, you know what, I'm so discouraged by all the people who said no. They'd look back and say, can you believe this? Can you believe all the people that, that said yes? Hey, this is cool. Hey, I know that guy was crazy in the hedge and he, he came to dinner. That's amazing. 
And likewise, as a Christian, we can look back and after years, and again, I see this example, I'm young and dumb. I understand that, okay? But I've seen examples in life where people have served God for a long time and have been this servant. And man, how cool is it that they can then look back and say, listen, not because of me. I'm just the servant doing his job, okay? I'm just the table carrier. But guess what? I chose to listen to the master. And because of that, the house is full. How great is that? I'll end with this. And I, I shared this story uh, during when I, when I taught a session here a couple weeks ago. I remember as, as a senior in Bible college, uh, I was presented with the opportunity to uh, kind of take over a new ministry. And I was very comfortable in the ministry that I had been serving in for three years. It was, it was amazing, able to help on a, on a bus and really just seeing families' lives changed, people getting saved, people going through discipleship, whole families coming to church. It was really cool. And I remember my senior year of college, I was thinking, I am going to stay in this ministry for the, I'm here another year. And I remember getting the phone call and asking, say, hey, Derek, would you mind? Uh, there's, a, there's an area that's nearby where you've been serving, but there's an area nearby that needs some help. Hey, there's an area nearby that, that would you mind kind of being over that area of the bus route, helping with this area of the ministry? And to be very honest with you, I didn't want to. I thought, no. I'm good, you know. I, I know that area. I've driven through that area. No, thank you. I'm happy where I'm at, you know. And I remember at first, I was I legitimate. I was going to say, no, I'm here for another year. I've been at the same spot three years. I'm good. And I remember really feeling the Lord compelling me here to say, you know what, that's something you should do. So it was, it was, a, it was a bus route. It was an area where people had come in the past, but really it just kind of died down to nothing. I remember my first week, Going out there and we're, you know, inviting people to church. They, you know, they give you a bus to go, hey, go fill up this bus and bring people to church. And I remember we had about five people uh, who I knew of that were interested in church. Now, again, that's fantastic. I was thankful for those five. But just, just, to, just to kind of put it in perspective, the route, the, the area that I've been working before, you know, we, we were having 70 to 100 people every single week riding multiple buses to church. It was, inc- it was just crazy. And I remember going back, and, and just to be honest, I was a discouraged servant. <laughs> I was thinking, this is, okay, God, I'll do this, but I just don't feel like, I don't know. And I remember starting, and we'd go out, and I had a team of people that helped. And we would go out, we'd knock doors, we'd invite people. And it was just, it was, it was amazing, and slowly it was so cool that a few people started to come. But can I just say this? It, it, was, it was much slower than I would have wanted. I remember, and I remember this vividly, and this is the story that I'll share. I remember this vividly. It was in the fall. And we were having a big day, and we're trying to, you know, get people to come to church. And it was, it was, quite frankly, it was awful. I, I would, man, I had people that were people that were regularly on the bus. I said, "Oh, we're not going to be there tomorrow." Well, thank you. Okay, uh, we were out inviting new people. They aren't going to come. And I remember thinking, at the end of the day, I thought, "This is this is awful. What am I doing?" I was discouraged. I was the discouraged servant. I was getting rejected over and over again. Okay. And I remember this, I, I looked across the street, I'm sitting in my truck, I looked across the street and there was a mom and her two daughters walking down the street. And you know, God chooses the, the worst times, you know, to, to put something on your heart, you know. He said, uh, you know, go across the street and hand them an invitation. I thought, no. God, did you not just see me for the last three hours? That's what I've been doing, you know. Uh, did you not see that time? And I remember I kind of wrestled with it and finally I did it. And just to be very honest with you, it, it probably wasn't, you know, the most ho-hum attitude. It wasn't with the greatest attitude. It was just... I, I walked over and said, hey, I'm Derek. This is what we're doing. We have, a, we have an area where, pe- where people can come to church. We have a bus. If you guys are interested in coming, we'd love to have you. And that was really it. 
She took the invitation. She walked back down the street. And can I just be, that was all that I knew. I remember it wasn't like that night, you know, 1030. We'd love to come to church tomorrow. No, I didn't. I, I, nothing. I remember weeks went by. I remember months went by. Honestly, God started blessing the bus route in an amazing way. Man, new families were starting to come. Still small, but man, it was, we had some momentum that we were just gaining some momentum. It was, it was exciting times. And I remember in the spring, and I'm telling you, it, it had been months. I got a phone call on a Saturday. Good old 773 number. That's Chicago. Man, that was always exciting. You're like, uh, it's either spam or a new person for church. You know, I hope it's a church person. Okay? Uh, and man, I remember that. I saw a phone. I don't recognize the number. That's fine. And I answered the phone, and the first thing I heard was, hey, yes, you know, is this, is this the church, is this the church guy? If anyone asks you the church guy and you need to bring people to church, you say yes, absolutely. When can I, who, how many people are coming and when do I need to be there, okay? Uh, and I remember, and she said, hey, I don't know if you'll remember me. She said, but months ago, I was walking down the street, and it was, it was kind of crazy. God immediately kind of takes you back, like, oh, yeah, I know. I said, actually, I know exactly who you are. She said, you wouldn't believe this. She said, but we took that invitation home, and we were planning on coming the next day. Like, my girls were excited. We, we knew we were supposed to be in church. She said, we got home into our apartment, and we lost it. We, lost, we just we set the paper down. We got into the store, and we didn't know where it went. She said, I have been looking for this paper for four, I don't remember, it had been months, four months, three months. She said, I found it today, and as soon as I found it, I called you. First off, I'm like, man. How dare you be so disorganized, you know, and lose that paper. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, I remember thinking, and she said, could we come? I said, well, where do you live? Ironically, she literally lived right smack dab where I'd probably walk past their house. Who, many, uh, who knows how many times? And I remember we, I said, I'm right down the street. I'm coming over right now. Walked over there, met her, met her daughters, met their grandma. And it was very encouraging to me that, you know what? They decided to come that next week. It was, it was someone who became extremely faithful for those last few months that I was able to be in college, honestly, in an area where I didn't feel like I wanted to be. But God showed me, and it was, it was very evident to me as a college student, you know what, I cannot control the outcome. I cannot control people's excuses. I cannot control people's rejection. What I can control is this, what I do with the invitation. And man, my timing is not always God's timing. Sometimes I wish, you know, sometimes... You ever talk to God and say, man, I wish your timing was a little more like mine, okay? It'd be nice at this point. But it was amazing. It taught me a valuable lesson that as a servant, as someone whose job is this, to go. When we choose to do that, it might not look how we think it should look. The timing not, not, might not be what the, the timing that we think it should, but guess what? The master will still bless it. And as a Christian, I hope that that's encouraging to you as it was to me. Number one, you know, people are going to make excuses. I pray that that's not, our, that's, not our, uh, that's not true about us. Help us not to be a Christian who, when God lays something on our heart, that the first thing out of, our mind, out of our mouth is not an excuse. But regardless of that, as a servant who has accepted the invitation to compel others to come in, don't be distracted. Don't be discouraged by people's rejection. Understand this. The main thing is still the main thing. Our job is this. Go out, get anybody and compel them to come in. Heads bowed, eyes closed. We'll end with prayer tonight. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this time that we can study your word. Lord, once again, a truth that really has just been an encouragement to me. I pray that is an encouragement to these people as well. Lord, I'm thankful. Lord, so many in this room, as I mentioned, Lord, they, they have been the servant to me. Lord, they've been the person who's reached out. They've been the person who's encouraged. 
Or they've, they've compelled me, God, to do, to do the right thing, and I, I'm, I'm eternally grateful for that, God. I pray that it would challenge all of us, Lord, to not get discouraged by rejection, not get discouraged by excuses, but, Lord, be encouraged by those that would choose to come and follow you. Lord, thank you so much for all that you do for us. We love you. Amen. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you all would just stand with me very quickly. The piano's going to play. We'll just have a moment here where the altar is open. If God spoke to your heart this morning, this evening, I would encourage you to come down to the altar. The altar's open. always invited to an old-fashioned altar to come and speak to the Lord about any need or burden that you have. Powerful passage, wonderful message. Whether you're standing there or choose to come forward, let's make a decision tonight. Let's make a decision that we're not going to be excuse makers. Let's also make a decision that as a servant of the Lord, we're going to keep on keeping on. Thank you so much for uh, being here this evening, and it's a joy to see each and every one. Pastor Justin and his family have an opportunity to uh, spend some time with his side of the family there in Indiana and take their whole family and be with them. Let's be in prayer for them, that they'll have a great time, and the Lord will give them safety back uh, closer to the end of this coming week. And let's be in prayer for our ministries and all that takes place throughout this week as well and upcoming events. And let's be in prayer for the Goddards as they continue to uh, raise support and head to the mission field. Amen. That God will use them in a wonderful, wonderful way. We're going to see our uh, video announcements. You may be seated. We'll see the announcements. And after the announcements, we will be dismissed. Grandview Men's Summer Softball is back this summer and sign-ups are underway starting today. This is a tremendous opportunity to build a relationship with other men in the church as well as an opportunity for outreach. The cost will be $40 and will include a team jersey, hat, and several weeks of games. Stop by the welcome desk in the lobby to find more information and sign up today. Our men's advance will be June 23rd and 24th. Join us for preaching by Pastor Stuart Mason and Pastor Jason Murphy, as well as food, fellowship, and games. If you would like to attend this special event, the cost is $25 and your payment can be made online or at the welcome desk following the service. Mark your calendars for our other upcoming events this summer. Vacation Bible School will be held July 10th through the 12th from 6 to 8.30 p.m. and is for children K-4 through 6th grade. If you would like to sign up and help at this event, there's a sign-up sheet available at the Welcome Desk. Kids Summer Blast will be held Wednesday nights throughout the summer, starting on June 14th. And this is for children 4 years through 5th grade. The cost is free and children will be participating in various workshops throughout the summer. Also, don't miss our Young Adult Conference with Pastor Kurt Skelly on Friday and Saturday, August 11th and 12th. The cost is $25 and includes meals, fellowship, and preaching. If this is your first or second time here, we want to answer your questions and get to know you. 
Please fill out the Connect card in the pew in front of you and bring it to guest services as you exit the auditorium. We would love to meet you and you will receive a gift card. Have a great week and we'll see you Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Just wanted to take a moment and thank uh, Brother Cameron and his crew for making those video announcements. I know it takes a lot of time and effort, and they do a very good job on that. We're thankful. Let's go to the Lord in word of prayer, and we will be dismissed. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful day that you have provided for us. We have been able to sit under the preaching and teaching of your word. We've been able to make decisions based on that. We've been able to encourage one another and possibly even stand before others and teach or preach your word. We've been able to sing and encourage others and, and uplift you and worship you. There's so much good that comes from a wonderful Sunday. and We never want to take that for granted. I pray that you would please bless us through this coming week. Lord, as we endeavor to be a shining light in our world, I pray for each individual as we make our different ways to our jobs, our responsibilities. I pray, Lord, that we will be yielded to your spirit and that we we will allow you to flow through us and be a great encouragement and a great minister of your gospel throughout this week. We'll thank you for all that you do in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. Have a great evening.